You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And this would be our number two of The Rob Carson Show. Dr. Peter McAuliffe joins us, one of the most censored men in America, one of the most censored doctors in America, will join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about, uh, I don't know, what's going on in the world. Uh, the medical establishment, Big Pharma. I'm going to have him look at something. I've got a little um, thing on my neck here that I might have him just say, just to take a peek at. Just, you know, because he's a doctor. You know, that's what you do when you have a doctor, right? <laughs> We're going to have him on. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to having him on because uh, uh, he uh, he endured a lot. I'll just I'll just put it that way. He's endured a lot the last couple of years. Um, welcome to hour number two of, of the show. Uh, now they are admitting that uh, Hamas actually uh, either in I- I accidentally or on purpose uh, blew up its own hospital. And it was a really nice attempt by the left to try to uh, pin it on Israel. But like they always do, um, we find out that they lied. Because that's what Hamas does. That's what Hezbollah does. That's what all the... Uh, the Muslim Brotherhood and all these uh, radical Muslim organizations. Yeah, I said Muslim. I know you're not supposed to say that they're Muslim. You know, they could be Catholics who speak Latin or something in their mass. But I'm not afraid to uh, to say it because you see, I was. Uh, very aware of what happened on 9-11. I followed it intensely, and I had a very young son at the time. I was a new father. It was 22 years ago, and I remember every moment, every, every striation, every thought about it, every idiotic uh, idea from the left who continued to say, you can't say this. You might offend somebody. You might create more terrorists if you think anything about that. I heard that yesterday from a guest on our show. Oh, you can't really say anything because you might create more terrorists. I don't give a crap. They're going to be created anyway. You know, those lines stopped working with George Bush. Yeah, you know, you might take more. They might make us hate us. You know, I, mean, I remember the first day of 9-11, it was like, what made them hate us so much? Why do they hate us so much? Uh, they just murdered, incinerated, destroyed thousands of people. Hundreds of thousands of people left mourning the rest of their lives. Thousands of children's being left, children being left without fathers. Thousands of spouses being uh, living the rest of their lives without the spouses that they had. Many of them, you know, ready for retirement. All of them, uh, many of them, marched into buildings knowing they would collapse to save people. And they didn't say, "Oh, we're not going to rescue any black people. We ain't going to rescue any of them Muslims." Now they just went in and they did it. And 22 years later, we still have idiots in charge who still deny reality. And I'm quite honestly done with it. It's time to lay waste to those who would commit acts like were committed last weekend in Israel. That's it. There's no quid pro quo. There's no ceasefire. You know what? You know what ceasefire? Ceasefires are always called by the people who are getting their asses handed to them. And guess what? Maybe it's time instead of seizing fire, ceasing fire, and allowing them to collect themselves, we just bomb them out of obliv into oblivion, completely erased from the face of the earth. That's what I think. And I think most of you agree. That's why 61% of Americans say they know that Israel is in the right. There's only 13% of Americans, presuming liberal academics in the squad, who think that uh, we're on the side of Palestine on this one. Because you know why? Because we're not stupid. And you know another reason why? Because many of us were alive and very aware of what happened on 9-11 and the other radical Islamic terrorist attacks that have happened over the last 50 years around the world, resulting in embassy bombings and wholesale murder. I think we're kind of 
done. I think it's that. Let's do it. Let's let's do it. Let's scrum. Let's let's get this over with. Because honestly, uh, the world has had enough of your cruelty. The world has had enough of your inhumanity in the uh, in the name of your faith. Completely done about this. This is the FBI director Chris Ray who is saying that after the attacks in Israel, we should be afraid of uh, some lone wolf attacks. Now, he doesn't say on which side. He doesn't say that uh, Hamas may have cells in the United States who came across the border and consequently could carry out a, a lone wolf or even a group attack because there are so many thousands of them here. But Chris Ray decides to tiptoe around and say, you know, something might happen, so you might want to be ready. Literally, he says nothing. He doesn't say anything anything. Now, after 9-11, you, if you weren't alive or you're very young, you don't remember, or maybe you're, yeah, like Joe Biden, you just don't remember. There are a lot of people, we got to be aware of lone wolf attacks. But it was lone wolf attacks of Americans against Muslims. They were convinced that there would be hate, and they thought the worst of Americans, and Americans hated Muslims, and they were going to go after Muslims. Guess what happened? None of that. What happened after Roe v. Wade was uh, gotten rid of? 200-plus attacks on Catholic churches and on uh, crisis pregnancy centers around the country. Yeah. Uh-huh. Here's uh, Chris Ray, your FBI director, who, uh, who let uh, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden skate for so many things, uh, ignored the, uh, the uh, abject corruption of Joe Biden and his son, to deliver a message that you should be on the lookout for something because of something. In this heightened environment, there's no question we're seeing an increase in reported threats, and we've got to be on the lookout, especially for loan actors who may take inspiration from recent events to commit violence of their own. Okay. Who are they inspired by? Uh, who are they going to strike out against? Are there churches that should be worried? Are there uh, synagogues that should be worried? Anything? Do we have anything? So I'd encourage you to stay vigilant because as the first line of defense... Vigilant? For what? you got to tell us what to look for. Protecting our communities, you're often the first to see the signs that someone may be mobilizing to violence. And don't worry, we'll miss it every time. I'd also ask you to continue sharing any intelligence or observations you may have. And on our end, we're committed to doing the same so that together we can safeguard our communities. You've said nothing that would even begin to safeguard our communities. But it's kind of weird when the left, uh, you know, wants to create a threat. They are terribly, terribly specific. It's kind of weird that way. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying huh. America. That's weird. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. You and 81 million Americans voted to save our democracy. Donald Trump isn't just a former president. He is a defeated former president. Now, it, it, the uh, Chris Ray didn't say anything about uh, uh, radical Islam. Uh, but it's weird because uh, just a couple months ago, they knew exactly the uh, the uh, uh, what the genetic makeup of people who would actually commit violence in the United States. And we won't ignore what our intelligence agency have determined to be the most lethal terrorist threat to the homeland today. What is that? White supremacy. Is oh, terrorism. okay. Yeah. We're not going to ignore that There's either. White supremacy. But on the best day. about that. Yeah, that's big. Enough of us 
have the guts and the hearts to stand up for the best in us. The most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. Wow. There you go. That's who's. And you know what? I'd like to be optimistic, but I can't because we have an idiot in charge. Well, that's it. I'm just being honest about it. And if you don't get it by now, I mean, you do. There you go. Donald Trump has uh, issued a plan to keep jihadists and their sympathizers out of America. Reinstate and expand Trump travel ban. Well, that was racist, right? Re-implement a full suspension of State Department refugee settlement. Yeah, yeah no, no, you can't come over here from uh, Gaza. Nope, 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 nope. You know why? Because we're not stupid. Implement strong ideological screening for all immigrants to the United States. Sympathy for jihadist Hamas or Hamas ideology automatically disqualifying. Aggressively deport resident aliens with jihadist sympathies 1,000%. Revoke the student visas of radical anti-American, anti-Semitic foreigners. That, that was the problem before uh, 9-11. They allowed that, and they still haven't fixed it yet. Retroactively send ICE to pro-jihadist demonstrations to enforce our immigration laws. Yeah, like in New York City, where the second largest um, population of Jews in the world lives in New York City. And yet jihadists were able to chant death to Israel in public last night. How's that make you feel? Continue uh, and expand denaturalization of criminals, terrorists, and immigration cheats. Well, you got to find them because Joe Biden just let 20 million of them in. Or 8 million, depending on the number. Invoke the Aliens Enemies Act to accelerate domestic deportations. That's, Joe, that's Donald Trump's. But Joe Biden presumably um, will uh, go after white supremacists because it's a giant threat. No, it actually never has been. But he's allowed the threat to come into our country wholesale. So that's why I'm not too optimistic about that. This is the King of Jordan, King Abdullah, saying that even though he, uh, you know, uh, like most Middle Eastern countries, uh, death to Israel, but man, do not let those Palestinians come here. Just a part of the question on the issues of refugees coming to Jordan. And I think I can quite strongly speak on behalf not only of um, 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 uh, Jordan as a nation, but of uh, our friends in Egypt. That is a red line. Uh, because I think that is the plan by certain of the usual suspects to try and create de facto issues on the ground. No refugees in Jordan, no refugees in Egypt. Why, why aren't they racist? Why aren't they the worst people on earth? Why do they hate brown people? Why don't they hate them? Oh, what, what, what? What, seriously? This is AOC yesterday talking about Israel being, and she denied, like she was on CNN, I guess, denied four times the answer uh, to the question, don't you think Israel has the right to respond after all the murdering and stuff? And I want you to listen to this moron who says she's a, she's a congresswoman. She's been elected twice. How else are they supposed to address a violent militant, mm -hmm. some... Mm -hmm. other than to go in there right. and take them on directly. Well, you know, when we talk about going in there, I think we should also keep in mind President Biden's statements uh, as well about what a what the implications of a potential blah, ground blah, invasion blah, 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 would be. Blah, blah, blah. This is an inherently complex situation. I do believe... No, no, it's not. You, you find the people who did all the murdering and you murder them. ...that Hamas needs to be dealt with. How, but how, I think, is what yeah. I And I think Answer what we're trying to figure out right now is that this present situation of collective punishment and, in, and indiscriminate attack is, is one approach, but we are seeing that the issue... Um, sometime you need a war. So shut up. ...and the complications with that approach now. I'm just... Can we target them in terms of intelligence? Is there precision? What? Are, what? what are the options available? <gasps> we need to send some of those community crisis negotiators from uh, Chicago and stuff over there. ...are 
an entire are, are entirely up to the administration and for for Israel oh. to um, to examine and explore. As all of this kind of kicked. Okay, so there's uh, uh, AOC offering nothing but uh, uh, faculty lounge gobbledygook on a serious situation. This is Victor Davis Hanson last night talking to uh, talking to uh, Eric Bowling on Newsmax, and uh, he basically is saying, and he's an adult. Uh, see, this is a problem with the feminization of the culture. Nothing against femininity, but when it comes to war, uh, femininity kind of going to have to take a backseat. Well, you're a sexist. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm just saying that even women in Israel, when they're in the military, they are uh, masculine in their traits of, uh, we got to kill the bad guys, all right? So I'm talking about soft, feminine, uh, academic gobbledygook, which is what the left offers. It's time for those people to sit down and let the adults be in charge. I'm not saying we need to be involved in a conflict, we have to support Israel, and Israel knows how to kick some ass. Here is Victor Davis Hansen about uh, how we have to. Uh, Israel has to be relentless. But will Biden tell him to stand down? What, what should we think, expect from that? Yeah, I think he may well, but I don't think it's going to resonate. Not when you've killed fourteen hundred. Uh, mostly civilians and mutilated them and desecrated them. We've never seen anything like that. No. Israel cannot afford no. to pull back. They understand one central truth about the Middle East. If they do not want Hezbollah to intervene or Iran then they've got to crush Hamas. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but if they show any hesitation or don't or they fail, then Hezbollah will pile in like a rabid dog. And they have to show that they're they're going to go medieval on Hamas. Otherwise, everybody in the Middle East will say, we're going to go with a strong horse. And we have to help that as much as we can. And if Hezbollah, if anybody, I mean, we've got two big sitting targets out there, and there's yeah. a thousand rockets in Lebanon. And don't think that a thousand rocket barrage couldn't do damage to our ships. They're not invulnerable with that type of uh, number of missiles. So we've got to be very careful and we have to decide in advance if those ships or any of our assets are attacked, we're going to reply disproportionately to uh, maintain yes. deterrence. That means pound them to sand. So I don't think Iran and Hamas, I think they think it's the usual Middle East and it's not. The, the the whole world has changed radically in the yeah, last year or two, okay. and it's not to their advantage. No, uh-uh. So, uh, yeah, that's the way it is, and uh, that's how the world responds to uh, inhumanity. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. So the uh, second vote for Kevin McCarthy is off and running there. Uh, I always uh, find it interesting. Or Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> Jim Jordan, I should say. Had a few problems with names today. I don't know what the deal is. But anyway, yeah, uh, Jim Jordan's second vote, and uh, they were already saying at the very beginning, but it doesn't have the votes and all, and we got a bunch of uh, uh, rhinos who are voting against him. And they still think that uh, we are the same country that we were uh, 30 years ago, and we are not. Uh, the whole world is changing. We don't need another rhino in there who's going to do another continuing resolution, who's going to do another, we don't care about the southern border. All we care about is the people we're giving money to and the people who give us money back to get reelected. And I got to tell you, uh, I'm about done with this GOP. I'm getting a little sick and tired of it. Now, uh, Kevin McCarthy was booted because he didn't do what he said he was going to do. He promised us that he was going to fix the problems that are so on the top of our minds every day, like the southern border, like Ukraine, and he didn't do anything. So we fired him. 
He didn't fulfill the tenets of his contract. And if they put another idiot in there who does the same thing, we're going to raise some more hell and nothing's going to get done. The GOP needs to realize that the old GOP, the old George Bush wing of the GOP, is dead. It's gone. The Dick Cheney, the Paul Ryan, the Mitt Romney, they're all gone. Let it go. And you better get on this train because this train's going to leave you in the dust like it did Paul Ryan, sitting in Wisconsin doing whatever the hell he is doing. This is Elise Stefanik. She is a freshman legislator from New York, legislator from New York, and she's awesome. Here she is uh, uh, with a little bit of the case for Jim Jordan becoming the speaker. Ability bills. A time when the federal government is weaponized against we the people who they are supposed to serve, stripping us of our God-given constitutional rights. You think this is like the government 30 years ago? No. That's why we don't need another Paul Ryan. And wrongfully targeting conservatives, Catholics, and even parents at school board meetings. Yeah, that's what they did. And a time when the people of our closest and most precious ally, Israel, suffered the bloodiest day since the Holocaust. Oh, yeah. With acts of inhumane evil committed by Hamas terrorists backed by Iran. Yeah, we need somebody who has cojones. Uh, I'm thinking that that woman has bigger cojones than most of the Republican men on Capitol Hill who were born with them. <sighs> 92% of Americans have cut back on spending. U.S. national debt, $33 trillion for the first time in history. American savings dry up as, as, uh, as uh, families have in reserve hits pre-pandemic levels the lowest for the first time. What do you do if you're falling, on sh falling short of retirement funds? More than half of Americans said they feel behind. Now you look at, and you combine this all with the world right now, maybe it's time to put your money in something that is delivered for centuries, and that is precious metals, and maybe that's why you need to call Swiss America and get their, their secret war on cash. It is a uh, booklet that will teach you about uh, the possibility of a digital currency, the collapse of currency, of banks around the world, and how important that precious metals need to be in your portfolio. And if you want this free secret war on cash, all you got to do is call this number. Write this down, okay? 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646. Just uh, tell them that I sent you or text my name, and you will get this, okay? Get the Secret War on Cash free. Mention Rob Carson when you call or text, or you can go to SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. Isn't it time you started considering diversifying with something that has been valuable for millennia. Again, it is uh, 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646, or go to SwissAmerica.com slash Carson message and data rates apply. Coming up, an interview you do not want to miss, Dr. Peter McAuliffe on uh, Big Pharma, on your health, among other things. One of the most censored men in American history joins us next on The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. It is the Rob Carson Show. Someone I've been waiting to talk to for a very long time. Dr. Peter McAuliffe is on the Newsmax Hotline. Doctor, welcome to the show. How are you today? Great, great. Thanks for having me. 
I'm really glad to have you. I wanted to. I got a bunch of things that I want to get to, um, but I know that uh, uh, there there's a lot of world events. We'll stay away from that and focus on what's coming up this fall. Uh, I'm curious because in the past I've gotten flu uh, shots. I've never had an issue with it. Uh, flu season is coming up. They're talking about combining the COVID booster and the flu shot. I haven't done the vaccine because I had some heart issues that I was worried about. What do you recommend for somebody who, I don't know, maybe normally gets a flu shot in the fall? Well, what would you recommend for people, particularly people of high-risk groups, the elderly and whatnot? Yeah, I'm not recommending the flu shot this year. Okay. You know, personally, I had taken 40 prior flu shots, uh, you know, largely because I'm a doctor on medical staff. But the last yeah. several years, they haven't worked at all. They haven't had any effect. And um, people have you know, already... Uh, had COVID shots. Seventy-five percent of Americans have taken a COVID shot. There's, you know, having various problems with that. I think to keep things clean, uh, no flu shots this year. And if someone gets flu, we've got good drugs to treat it. Well, um, there are. Uh, I, I know that we've got this, this wonderful new uh, uh, client that you're with, the wellness company. And one of the things that I, well, I remember years ago, I, I've shared the story on the air. My kids were small, and this uh, avian kind of flu, I guess, came through when Barack Obama was a president. And I had to go everything to try to find ZPAC, and I could not find ZPAC. Um, and these are these are things that, that a lot of people recommend as prophylaxis, as um, maybe symptom reducers and things like that i know that the wellness company what you're doing is going to cover a lot of that stuff well what do you recommend going into like a flu season or, or a cold season what do you think you ought to have in your medicine cabinet or in your and i'm not saying you need to offer prescriptions on the on the on the phone here but as far as vitamin supplements i know i started saying zinc and d during covid what do you recommend having on on hand if you decide you don't want to mess with the the flu shot this year well, remember, the flu shot doesn't stop flu. That's one of the reasons why we're not recommending. So people can get it. About 70,000 cases that can be serious a year. So it's, it, it, it does happen. Now, uh, what we've learned, very important through COVID, is that a dilute iodine nasal spray and then scoper Listerine with a drop or two of iodine is wonderful. If you're beginning of any flu symptoms, remember the flu is a virus and it comes through the nose and mouth. So the minute people develop a fever, sore throat, any, na- na- any nasal symptoms, immediately start a dilute iodine nasal spray. You can buy once over the counter. That's Cofix RX or Betadine. A xylitol nasal spray is clear. I think the iodine ones are probably more suited for the acute infection. Uh, and uh, two sprays up the nose, sniff it back, and spit it out. Most of the ones you buy in the store are too strong, so you can dilute them down some. You can make your own home iodine uh, solution, just a little spray bottle, some water, a few drops of iodine in it. Povidone iodine or Lugol's iodine is fine. And then scoperlistine work great, but you need 30-second gargles and then put a few drops of iodine in it. That will convert something that could be a two-week flu into a couple days. Now, orally, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, quercetin, they all have uh, beneficial effects. If you go to my website, petermcculloughmd.com, look at McCullough Protocol that's for COVID, but that first part called over-the-counter bundle, O2C bundle, would apply to any viral infection. 
It's interesting. You're you're kind of talking about uh, old timey kind of meds yeah. that like my mom would offer. My mom would say, "Well, you use a little iodine." Iodine was a very big thing uh, in the in the early 20th century. Proved to be quite effective on a variety of issues. So you know maybe maybe it's time rather than depending on big pharma, depending on whatever, taking their word for something. Maybe look at some things that are tried and true. Is what you're suggesting? What I think is fantastic. Well, sure, 17 uh, studies, three large randomized trials in COVID that dilute iodine nasal spray, and then iodine in a gargle was the way to go. I mean, that's first line. That'll work for any flu, any cold, COVID, the next pandemic, if it's a viral infection. Very important. Now, xylitol, which is in a product called Clear, X-L-E-A-R, uh, that also works fine. You can add an iodine uh, a drop or two to that. Many compounding pharmacies make a xylitol iodine-based product. Ours do here locally in Dallas. So people need to have a nasal spray they're specifically going to use for the cold, flu, COVID. And they need to have scope or Listerine, which work fine, and you can supercharge them with a drop or two of iodine. So iodine is a good friend. If someone is iodine allergic, then go with the xylitol-based sprays, and then you can use a little peroxide in, in your gargle. It's exactly like my mom used to say, <laughs> or, or salt water uh, gargle for your uh, sore throat. Even salt water works well. But yeah. The point is do something. The mistake, and I made the mistake myself, yeah. Rob. First time I had COVID, I didn't do any sprays or gargles. And it was up in my nose for two or three days, congestion, headache, and then it invaded my lungs, and I was cooked. The bottom line is I learned my lesson. Never start a cold without immediately a nasal spray and gargle. Let me ask you this. Um, I had COVID. Uh, I could not take the vaccine, nor did I want to, for a number of reasons I was concerned about. Uh, I ended up getting COVID by going to the most vaccinated and uh, vaccine-passported place in America. York City and became quite sick at a Christmas party where everybody was vaccinated. It's kind of weird, right? Um, yeah, the vac- but vaccines d- never stop transmission. Our CDC director told us, though, mid-summer 2021, people just lost their minds on the vaccines. They, they really just didn't work. I, I, I did not do the vaccine, uh, but at the, the same time, I had read of uh, places like Uttar Pradesh in India where hydroxychloroquine had been subscribed. I noticed that hydroxychloroquine is in an annual kit for people in sub-Saharan Africa, and the deaths in sub-Saharan Africa were almost nothing. Why? Why did doctors like you uh, during COVID, why were you told that you could not prescribe other than what the government asked you to? And how frustrating was that for you? Because you were, you were in the forefront of all of this. It's true. You know, ivermectin uh, and hydroxychloroquine were in the McCullough protocol. You could choose one or the other. We took about four to six drugs to treat serious COVID at home. We had to treat about 25% of adults, uh, older people, people with medical problems. The only people hospitalized or died with COVID is because they didn't get enough early home treatment. And we even used the monoclonal antibodies later on. We used Paxlovid, Molnupiravir, didn't have a problem with those. The steroids made probably the biggest difference, uh, prednisone. So the bottom line is COVID was a a serious illness. It's now quite mild. Most people like you and me have been through it. Uh, The multidrug protocols worked. It was a travesty. They didn't get it. The government actively tried to suppress any early treatment of COVID, and it landed so many people in the hospital. Sadly, people lost their lives. And the only thing the government has really told us is they want a vaccine-only strategy. And if anything, we've learned vaccines don't end pandemics. They don't work. 
perfectly. Some don't work at all. And we shouldn't rely on vaccines. Well, you you also mentioned some of the old-timey remedies. One of those old-timey remedies is wash your hands and stay at home if you're sick. How about yeah. that? <laughs> I mean, well, honestly. That's the thing. Well, that's the thing. Remember, the only people who need to stay home were those who were sick. And the CDC finally got it right. It's about five days you should stay at home, steer clear of people. That's it. But to yeah. try to make everybody who is well stay home, that was another mistake. I want to ask you this, because I had COVID. I have not had COVID since. I have not been vaccinated. Um, what do you suppose, what has come out about natural immunity, or uh, the, the, yeah, the natural immunity from people who had COVID? How strong is that versus uh, not having it? It's got to be pretty powerful. Yeah, it is, because you've been exposed to the whole virus. A paper by Chen and colleagues in the Journal of Medicine, October 2022, good one to quote. Uh, the U.S. prison system, all the workers. Once you've been through Delta and Omicron, you get another infection with Omicron, zero risk of hospitalization death, zero. So natural immunity is way better than a vaccine. Once you've been through it, it the next case is going to be very mild. Most people were not even testing. You just treat it like a common cold. My mom in independent living got the second case of COVID, and uh, she just got through it with the nasal sprays and goggles. No prescription drugs needed so let me ask you about this uh for those who have been vaccinated and maybe you were required to get vaccinated you chose to get vaccinated we've learned about the uh, mrna technology the spike protein there's been some concerns with some what do you do about something that's in your system if you are concerned i mean many people are not i get that but some are i know that i've heard things that are essentially a counter to the spike protein what do you know about that doctor you know, some people took the shots and they have no side effects at all, so as if they got nothing. But if people have had some side effects, that means they've got enough messenger RNA, enough spike protein to make them sick. They should consider what's called base spike detoxification. That's a protocol we've published from our uh, practice here in Dallas, where they take natokinase, a natural supplement, 2,000 units twice a day, bromelain, another one, 500 milligrams a day, take those on an empty stomach, and then curcumin. Uh, preferably with uh, piperine, which is a black pepper extract. Take that uh, 500 milligrams twice a day. And this is a natural way of giving us the best chance of clearing out this spike protein, which is not digested by normal human enzymes. Clear this stuff out takes probably a good 3 to 12 months. But we are seeing people with heart pounding, headaches, loss of taste and smell, uh, numbness, tingling, uh, all improving. Uh, they stay on this uh, triple-based detoxification, natokinase, bromelain, and curcumin. Again, go to my website, petermcullohmd.com. And this is published in the peer-reviewed literature. No large randomized trials. I can't make any therapeutic claims. But, you know, the Biden administration spent a billion dollars on long COVID. And you know what? They had zero to show for it. No new drugs, no new protocols. So we uh, took matters into our own hands, and we've published our own protocol. Well, you know, we that uh, Pfizer, I believe, was a forty billion, no, a nine billion dollar company through its entire history, and in one year went to ninety billion dollars. Uh, do you think that this was all about uh, the money? You know, I can't possibly understand the motive behind this uh, vaccine-only strategy. I can just tell you, it was a disaster. That none of the vaccines worked out. You know. Reuters and AP are reporting as of August 4th, Rob, only 1.3% of Americans are taking any more shots. People are yeah. done with these shots. They don't want them. 
uh, the companies dropped them. Uh, the colleges should drop them. Texas, they're probably going to end up banning these mandates just to get the vaccines out. Nobody wants them. They want to move on. Uh, they want to move on to this detoxification. Uh, Pfizer and Moderna, you know, many tens of billions of dollars. It's a crime. You know, we didn't get a chance to decide that as a public. That's our money that was lost to Pfizer and Moderna. I think they, they ought to pay it back. Vaccines didn't work. I would uh, I would like to see that happen, but I'm not holding my breath anytime soon. Uh, I think that the entire COVID thing, the entire COVID experience, really, uh, it, it I will never think of the CDC or HHS the same ever, ever, ever again. And unfortunately, I think it also left a bad taste in their mouths with regard to vaccines. And I had always never had a problem with it. I had my polio vaccine. I think the polio vaccine appeared to save a whole hell of a lot of lives. But uh, this is kind of, uh, I think, uh, and, and it's not paranoid. It's not some sort of conspiracy There is, It's not misinformation or disinformation. But people are reticent now. And the government's reaction to COVID is the cause of it. What do you think about that, doctor? It's true. The straw that broke the camel's back is when the CDC ACIP panel said six-month-old babies should take the genetic COVID shot. People are like, What? Given a baby a brand-new genetic shot, we have no idea how it's going to affect their development. How does it get out of the body? What happens to the spike proteins making people sick? The babies aren't sick with COVID. It's not a risk for them. So I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm like you. I took all the vaccines. My mom gave me all these vaccines. I didn't have a problem with vaccines. Now we're starting to critically reappraise the whole thing and say, wait a minute, who really needs vaccines? And I think as your first question pointed out, there may be some people who are really at risk for things like people with lung disease, cystic fibrosis, the kids who may get in trouble with diphtheria or pertussis or mophos influenza B. But normal kids, there's now five studies showing that a normal kid today is actually better off going without any vaccines. They're healthier. Wow. Wow. Um, again, what is the website? for? Because I want to know all of these things. I want to learn more about curcumin. I want to learn more about this iodine solution just to have on hand. Uh, tell us that again, doctor, if you don't mind. Go to my website, PeterMcCulloughMD.com. That'll take you everywhere. And you can explore around my podcast, America Out Loud Talk Radio. We've got on the left-hand side, COVID resources that gives you the about the uh, nasal hygiene, all these practical things. You know, people have said, I'm critical of the government. I am. But you know what? I haven't just complained. I've worked to provide solutions. And that's what America wanted. Yeah. Doctor, I appreciate all of the slings and arrows that you have suffered personally and professionally in the last three years. I've, I regard you very highly, as well as uh, Bhattacharya, Jay Bhattacharya in uh, Baltimore and others who I've become massive followers. But you are uh, somebody who really provided a lot of light. And I want to thank you for that, doctor. And, and anytime you want to come back, you're more than welcome, sir. All right. Thank you, Bob. All right, very good. Uh, by the way, and I wanted to mention again that uh, the Wellness Company is an organization that Dr. Peter McAuliffe has helped to put together to give you these emergency medical uh, supplies like ivermectin, z and whatnot. And if you want to know more, just go to twchealth.com. Uh, twc.health slash Carson, twc.health slash Carson. Thanks again to Dr. Peter McAuliffe. Take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Harm me with harmony. <laughs> OPP is the song, what, 1989, 1990? Uh, yeah, Harm me with harmony, baby. Whew, there you go.
I think we should harm a Hamas with some bombs. How about that? That'd be a good idea. Just harm the hell out of them. Just harm them right to hell. That's what I think should happen. Hey, let's go to Chris in Fort Worth, one of my favorite callers in the whole world. What's up, my brother? My man, Rob, I love you. I haven't talked to you in a couple weeks, but right now i got to say something. Real quick, Kay Granger is a creep. She runs uh, Fort Worth in in the house. I hate her. Uh, Jim Jordan needs to be Speaker of the House. Now, when it comes to that Israeli missile that never got shot, that never hit that hospital, yes. well, that would be one heck of a bomb to kill 500 people, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, they were also lying about they were also lying about the death toll. That's what Hamas does. They lie about everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all propaganda, and our media is running with it. I was watching some other conservative networks, and they keep on saying the missile that hit the Israeli missile that hit the hospital. And I'm like, it did. That didn't happen. It didn't yeah. happen. It, was, it hit a parking lot. And it wasn't Israeli. Yeah, Chris, you know, I don't have any patience. I don't have any patience for the idiots who will fall for the same crap that they did on 9-11. And now we've got a new generation of idiots in charge who will fall for the same crap. And, and, you know, Chris, you and I have been on the planet long enough, presumably, that uh, we know when the world is in peril. We know that when our dear friends Israel is in peril. And uh, and we're just, you know, we're we're just tired of the crap. And we're not going to let history repeat itself this time. Uh, Gaza, the Palestinian people, they had a shot. They had the chance to make their portion of uh, of the Israeli territories into paradise on earth. And what did they do? Well, over 50, 57% of them voted for Hamas and then, and, and now they have a majority in their, uh, in their house of commons or whatever they call it. And, uh, and, and still 60% of Palestinians support what Hamas does. And I got to tell you, uh, you know, you had your chance. So what we'll do is we will provide some humanitarian assistance. We will, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and the Israeli government will say, here's the way to get out. You can't come to the United States. But uh, in the meantime, we're going to blow the snot out of where Hamas is embedded in the, in the West Bank and in Gaza. Yeah, but uh, not only that, I see I support Israel. We, they are, I love the Jewish people and the Israelis. I'm, I'm not, but part of my family is Jewish. But again, I'm here in Texas. We got a border that's being invaded, and nobody wants to talk about that. Oh, I'm talking about, about it, and we're going gonna... to... What about Biden's impeachment? Nobody's talking about that anymore. Exactly, exactly. Well, trust me, this has all been a convenient distraction, an attempt to make Joe Biden into a wartime president. He looked like a weak, almost, uh, you know, incoherent man yesterday. Nobody believes it. Good will win, but here's another tribulation we got to get through. Support Israel. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show. And this would be the last hour of the Rob Carson Show. Jim Jordan has failed to uh, gain the speakership. Excuse me. I just had a, a grape popsicle. Because, uh, you know, that's what I uh, do in the morning or in the early afternoon, as the case may be. Uh, Jim Jordan yeah, lost the second round of the voting to elect uh, House Speaker. 22 Republicans voted against Jordan, who was nominated. Blah, 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 blah. So uh, four Republicans who voted for Jordan yesterday voted for someone else today. Uh, Buchanan of Florida, Ferguson, uh, Georgia, Meeks, uh, Iowa, Stauber, Minnesota, blah, 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 blah. Jordan flipped one Republican to his column, Representative LaMalfa from California.
17 uh, votes shy of the 270. It's an embarrassment. It is an embarrassment of the Republican Party. The worst thing ever. Oh, you listen to the media. and Oh, this is torturous. No, no, this is uh, watching sausage being made is what it is. And I'm going to tell you the holdouts on Jim Jordan um, might want to pull their heads out of their rear ends because this is a different year. I don't even noticed it. But if you look at this election versus 2016 or 2012, it should be very obvious that the entire country has been turned upside down. Everything is different today. And the 20 Republicans who are voting against Jim Jordan are old-timey, old-school GOP establishment types. That's what this is all about. They don't realize... They're already dead. I'm talking about their careers. They don't realize their careers are already dead. And these are the last dying throes of their, uh, of their uh, attempt to continue that, that has come before them, which is being a very nice, uh, get-along members of the Uniparty and continuing the same crap that has happened for the last hundred years. In Washington, D.C. And they're going to have to realize that sooner or later, they better get aboard on this train. Because the uh, citizens, particularly conservative citizens, are saying, give us an alternative to people like Kevin McCarthy, who we knew would not be, was not the choice we wanted. We gave him a contract. He took the contract and went like this. And went right back to the same old, same old. And one guy named Matt Gates said, no, no, that's not what the contract says, bro. You, you got to follow the tenets of the contract. You're fired. And then, uh, and it's kind of like, uh, you start something, you need to blame it on the other side. It, we're hearing a lot of that lately, right? You start something, then you blame the other side and look for sympathy. Uh, and we're hearing a lot of that lately. Yeah, a lot of that stuff going on here. So uh, I suggest... Um, I hate to tell you this, but uh, the American people are screaming for somebody who can get things done that isn't the same old, same old. Right now, Jim Jordan is that dude. Right now, Jim Jordan appears to be the most well-suited for But he hasn't passed any bills. You know what? Screw passing bills. I think we got a bunch of laws in this country probably uh, are completely worthless. Donald Trump, when he was a president, he got rid of one regula- no, two regulations for every new one passed. So maybe your most important thing you do in Congress isn't passing worthless legislation many times, heaping on uh, countless layers of bureaucracy and bullcrap. How about we do a little less legislating and a little more leading? How about that? Now, put somebody else in there who is a rhino. Put another Kevin McCarthy in there and watch the world burn down. Because that's what we're in the process of seeing right now. We need serious leadership who will not be moored to a, a, a uniparty like so many have in the past. We need somebody different in there. I would have loved to have seen Donald Trump in there. Because honestly, kaboom. Just watch the world be turned upside down. Because it would be the ultimate middle finger to the Uniparty in Washington, D.C. Unfortunately, it's not going to... Uh, that probably will not happen. I think we need some... Uh, I think we need a little comedy palate cleanser, don't you? Don't you? Don't you? I think we do, because it's one of the things we do. One of the things that, uh, you, you know, they're not talking about in D.C. 
is the fact that 27 Americans have been killed. 27 Americans have been murdered. I'm not saying this is funny. In an act of war by Hamas and backed by a good share of the Palestinian people. We also have a bunch of Americans who've been uh, uh, held hostage as well, being held hostage right now. And Hamas is trying to tell us that, oops, we accidentally got some citizens from other countries, so we will treat them like our guests. That's what they said yesterday. We will treat them like esteemed guests. I'm not seeing a lot of that. Not seeing a whole lot of it. So I say we bob their hotels when we get our people back. Into smithereens. This is Jim Gossett. Be our guest. Be our guest. We will only treat you best. We here at Hamas are really good friends to the West. We behead and we kill whole innocents against their will. But we want you believe in there ain't no hurry to be leaving. It's all lies that we say, but you will look the other way. Harvard students back us every day. Hostages we took, they love the goat we cooked. They're our guests, they're our guests, they're our guests. Yeah, they're guests. It's propaganda, you see. Hey, thank you, NBC. You spread all of our lives so dutifully. When the truth is told, the hostages we hold are not guests, 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 are not guests. I'm hoping that uh, this latest, um, uh, not surprising, I guess, attack and the uh, following outrage around the world in places like outside of our embassy in Beirut, which happens every few years. There's a, you know, a, a, an attack by radical Islam and uh, the West responds by bombing the snot out of them. Uh, Donald Trump did that, but they didn't uh, burn embassies and stuff because they knew they'd get their asses handed to them. Uh, when they blew up Soleimani at the airport, Donald Trump knew where he was, blew him up, just sent a picture of his severed hand with the ring, his very famous ring on it and uh, the uh, the radical Islamists around the world saw that and didn't uh, didn't uh, try to burn down any embassies because Donald Trump uh, was would bomb them into oblivion but we got a president of the United States who sent out a message to the entire radical Islamic community around the world by withdrawing our troops from Afghanistan after 20 plus years of occupation, without a finish line, leaving Hamas, Hezbollah, the Taliban, with 85, approximately, billion dollars of our weaponry that could be sold around the world, and a brilliant and wonderful military base, uh, which our adversaries can use in a very strategic part of the world. And then it was all downhill from there. All downhill from there. But I'm hoping that uh, this uh, reaction that uh, is typical in American universities will cause some of these universities, some of these schools who have uh, done nothing but indoctrinate our kids, um, I hope that this will uh, either drive them to uh, change their course with regard to radical leftism and anti-Semitism or simply drive them out of business. Even Harvard. Even Harvard. Um, Cornell professor 
admits that Hamas terrorist attack on Israel left him exhilarated. You've heard about this guy, right? Russell Rickford. He uh, got on stage at a pro-Palestinian rally in Ithaca, New York. During his speech, he appeared to celebrate Hamas terrorist attacks because it upset the balance of power. And he said that it was actually exhilarating. Here is this professor who should never work again. It was exhilarating. It was exhilarating. 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 Yeah, here, let, let me hear. Uh, this is Anderson Cooper talking about some of the exhilarating actions of Hamas. Uh, this is the grenades being thrown into a bus shelter filled with Jews. Bloody handprints on the wall. There's blood smeared on the walls. See, probably these are either bullet holes or from the grenades that were thrown in here. Body parts have already been collected from here, but blood-soaked clothes and shoes remain. This looks to be a bloody handprint. The shelter is no more than 15 feet long, maybe five and a half, six feet Looking wide. a lot like a gas chamber. So many They're dead. There you go. Packed in here, yeah. standing shoulder to shoulder. Well, that's exhilarating, I guess, to some people, right? Exhilarating for that jackass. So Cornell University students have called for his, uh, his removal. And I believe 30,000 people have signed a, a paper or a, uh, a petition to uh, have this, this man uh, removed from Cornell University. But here's the thing. Higher education has been preaching this for 20 years. This didn't just happen, right? Harvard didn't just suddenly become anti-Semitic. They've allowed this to fester. <laughs> They've allowed this to fester since 9-11. They've, they've welcomed it out of, uh, you know, the, the spirit of diversity. Because, you know, uh, only white supremacists, they will act out and they'll, they'll go after Muslims after 9-11. They never did, by the way. They never did. No. This is pretty fun. This is uh, Alan Dershowitz, who's Jewish. Yeah, I know, I know. And the funny thing is, places like Harvard and all these uh, Ivy, League, Ivy League schools, they forgot that uh, while they're teaching their kids anti-Semitism and all that, and, and the teachers are, you know, spewing this nonsense like this Cornell professor, that uh, those people who go to school there are going to graduate. And some of the most successful people to graduate... Not exclusively, but some of the most successful people in business, finance, whatnot, who graduate are Jewish. Yeah, and they give hundreds of millions of dollars. And now they're telling places like Harvard, yeah, you could suck it. Here is uh, uh, Dershowitz uh, talking about Harvard and defunding. I think this is so glorious. I've been waiting a long time for this. Unless you have a reckoning and unless you do something about this systemic, systemic anti-Semitism, anti-Israel, anti-decency attitudes that are being instilled in your school, do not count on me and other donors. Many, many donors, non-Jewish donors, Jewish donors, the Huntsman, um, there's so many others are cutting off their contributions. And I urge them to cut off your contributions. Finally! Use your power of the purse to influence these schools to become better institutions to support American values, Western values, and to support decency and truth instead of becoming propaganda mills for the hard left. Yeah, and uh, by the way, don't send your kids there. How about that? I think it's for a hard reset on higher education. I'm not, I'm not kidding about this. My daughter's going to community college. That's where she's going to go. If she decides on a trade or art school or something like that, I'm down with it. My son went to a four-year university. He actually is a good business school at the University of Kansas. All right, graduated during their <laughs> national championship basketball year. 
Um, and he, did he did he get some indoctrination? Yeah. But he was not in that major to become as radical as some of the idiots in these uh, worthless degree departments. Here's a little bit more from uh, Alan Dershowitz, because uh, at least one uh, UC Berkeley law professor is urging people not to hire his students. Okay? Um, there was a, oh, oh this is a law professor at the University of Berkeley named Stephen Davidoff Solomon wrote a column urging future employers to not hire anti Semitic students. This actually happened to a student at NYU Law School for expressing support for Hamas, blamed Israel for the terror attacks, lost his job offer. Ding, ding. Now, it took you 23 years to get a spanking, and you finally got it. Ha, ha. They're the richest university in the world. No decent employer should ever, ever hire any student who supported these rapes and these beheadings, they should treat these students exactly as they would treat Ku Klux Klan members who supported the lynching of blacks, yep. who supported the shooting of gays, yep. who supported the, the raping of women. Mm -hmm. There should be no distinction between these neo-Nazis, the ones at Harvard, and the neo-Nazis who everybody would say that nobody should employ. And because they're so young and stupid, they don't even pay attention to history, and they repeat it because they're stupid. All right, so coming up, Sarah Huckabee Sanders leads the charge with booting the CCP out of our states. Also, a politician in Canada who is remarkable. Takes down a reporter in epic fashion. That is coming up. And this is The Rob Carson Show. Zeppelin always makes things a lot better. I'll tell you that. I got to tell a story real quick here. Because I haven't had a chance to. I didn't get a chance to really share much about the vacation like you care. Uh, but it is kind of a, I guess, I know, I'm trying to decide if it's funny or, or terrible story. Um, I'm on this. We decided to do an excursion, right? And uh, lately, I don't know, the last, I don't know, 15 years or so, every time I get on a boat that's small in the ocean, I vomit. Yeah, pretty much. So I, I foolishly think that I won't vomit this time. We go on a, uh, a snorkeling thing in Los Cabos where they, they have these rocks that looks like grease. And you go out and, there's a, and you, you get in the water and you swim around and you see fish and blow fish and all that. It was fun. And then you get back on the boat and, and I made the mistake of eating some lunch. Guacamole. And then we, uh, we went out to sea a little and they put the sails up and they're like six to eight foot swells. And that's when, you know, that started happening. And then, and then it, you know, it started off slow. Bleep. Then it went, you know, and then it went, hi, 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 you know, and then I decided I'm going to go downstairs to the head, which is the bathroom on the boat. And because I didn't want to see everybody on the boat to see me spewing. And I get down there and, and I'm being beaten against the walls and I'm trying to aim for the toilet to, to you know, and and I all of a sudden go to and I watch it go. And all of a sudden the boat shifts. I'm slammed up against the wall and the goes up against the wall. So not only am I a, a sprinkler of vomit, that's what I was for three hours. Then I had to clean it up. And I, and I had to clean it up because there was another guy in the boat who was throwing up too. And two other people up top throwing up too. Other than that, it was great. I got some great pictures. I uh, saw some rocks and it was wonderful. I won't be doing that again. I'm just going to tell you. We'll be doing that again. Let's go to Stephen Darlington. He's been holding. He wants to talk about something. Hi, Steve. Yeah. What's up? What's on your mind today, bro? Good afternoon, Rob. Thanks for having me on here. Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to call about uh, Gingrich and, and other of these, uh, you know, these fake, fake Republicans. This latest proposal. Now, we're going to take this uh, 
uh, McHenry guy, uh, McCarthy's sidekick, the goofball with the bow tie over there. Um, and we're gonna we're just gonna make him uh, the speaker uh, till the end of the year. And you know why? Because because things are so uh, we're in such turmoil in the world uh, that we we absolutely need a speaker right away. And this is so urgent. You know, if it was really urgent, what 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 they what they never uh, bring up is, is the Republicans made a big deal that they passed the defense budget and one of these appropriations bills. They act, actually passed seventy percent of all the discretionary funding. And guess where that is? That's sitting in the Senate. They yeah. went out of town for two weeks. If they really thought things were urgent, they would have, they would pass that defense bill. They can do it today, and they'll have eighty eight hundred billion dollars or thereabouts. And you know, if they want to complain and say, "Well, that's not enough. We want more," tell Biden to get over there to Congress. Tell him what how much he needs and what he's going to do with it, and make your case to the people. Um, you know, they're not they're not fooling us with this. This well, he's just going to be speaker till the end of the year. By the end of the We're year, sick and tired of this. Steve, aren't you tired of this crap? Aren't you just tired of them am. fiddling? They're fiddling while Rome burns. I know it's a cliche. We're watching the southern border for three years screaming. Our country is being invaded. And these jackweeds are more concerned about whatever. Putting Patrick McHenry, who threw a, uh, who threw the gavel down and threw a temper tantrum when Matt Gates insisted that Kevin McCarthy be fired. They're going to put that rhino from hell in there? I mean, I'm about done with this crap, to be quite right. honest, Steve. Well, well by I'm the just... end of the year, the whole, battle, the whole budget uh, battle's over and the money's out the window. Though, and, and and by that by that point, you know the the speakership is not worth a a warm bucket of spit, as the saying goes. Once the yeah. money, that's the only thing this Congress does is spend money. They don't govern. It just drives me nuts when they say we have to get back governing. They don't govern. They spend money. That's all they do. Spend yeah. money that isn't theirs. All right, Steve. Uh, thanks for the phone call. We need to. I got to run. I got to run, Steve. I got to run. I got to run. Run. Um, we need to clean house. We need to reinvent Washington, D.C. We need to blow up the deep state. We need to bulldoze the swamp, and we need to pave it over and start again. I've been saying that for years. I know that Donald Trump is the person who will do it. I know, I believe, that Jim Jordan is the person who could do it leading the House right now. And I know that is what America wants. They want a Congress that will lead us out of this darkness that the Democrat Party and Deep State has caused and do it before it's too stinking late. Sarah Huckabee Sanders and this amazing Donald Trump of Canada on the other side of this break. This is The Rob Carson Show. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders in a second. Netflix Grill. That's what they're thinking about doing. Remember, uh, do you remember ESPN Zone? Uh, they decided to uh, convert a, a TV network into a, uh, uh, a bunch of sports bars. And I went into one, I think, once, and it was all right. You know, it was all right. I think they're still around. I could be wrong. Um, uh, Netflix Grill. They're, uh, they're the streaming giant plans to open brick-and-mortar stores in the U.S. with will have restaurants, live entertainment, and retail. Netflix Bites opens uh, opened January the 30th in Los Angeles. I believe it was looted and shut down and a bunch of people murdered. But anyway, showcasing drinks and bites from chef who, who, chefs who've appeared on uh, the uh, cooking shows on Netflix. Isn't that something else? So the, uh, the, it includes uh, uh, pizza items from Ann Kim, whose uh, episode of Chef's Table Pizza highlights the challenges she overcome to become a successful run, uh, restaurateur. 
So that's kind of that's kind of nice. if it's like Netflix, what you'll do is you and your wife will sit down at the table and you'll scroll through the menu for about an hour and never decide on something. That's that's the only thing. It, Netflix is blockbuster on a bad day. Okay, for, for you, a Gen Zers, you used to have to go to, to uh, on Tuesdays is when the DVDs would come out. And you'd get to there and you'd go to pick up your, uh, you know, your video copy of Wall-E and it would already be gone. So you'd have to go to all of the different sections of the racks and whatnot. And then, uh, you know, go back. There's a, there's a curtain in the back. You could go. I didn't go back there. That was only in certain Netflix. But anyway, you could never find anything and you just kind of settle. You just kind of say, it's like, I don't know, let's get the chicken wings. <laughs> it might be that. That's a good idea. Oh, this is big. This is big. This could be one of the most, the biggest, I can say a lot more, but, but uh, the biggest medical advances in years. Uh, foreskin regeneration. Yeah. Have you been missing yours? Those of you who have been, I don't want to be too uh, graphic here because this is a family show. Actually, it's, it's for the heads of the families, not for the children. Uh, Foreskin regeneration could be uh, uh, make the next medical millionaire. You could do like they did with Joey on Friends when they had the acting thing and he had already been circumcised and he got some silly putty and he shaped it on there and it fell off during the audition. Anyway, scientists have developed a uh, technique to regrow uh, foreskin. In the lab, 40% of circumcised men say they were too young and didn't give consent. So you can actually get it. It's going to cost you about $2,400 to $3,500. Leave scars on both sides. Could make it look weird. Uh, but now they're talking about being Because now they can do like uh, stretching exercises or so. You could... I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, there you go. They're saying uh, the person who comes up with foreskin uh, regeneration could be the next million, me- medical millionaire. There you are. I guess some people miss it. I don't know. Whatever. That's fine. That's fine. Let's talk about uh, uh, people who knew how to lead... Sarah Huckabee Sanders is one of those people, tough as nails. She was the uh, press secretary for Donald Trump. She took a lot of abuse. She said, you know, I want to kind of deal with your crap. And then she ran for governor. She's uh, already in her short tenure is uh, making waves around the country, leading Republican governors as far as leading, as far as leading. And one of the things that we've been telling uh, our governors, our representatives, we don't want communist China buying up farmland near military installations and whatnot. You know why? Because they're obviously doing it to infiltrate the country and take down America. And you know why I know that? It's because I'm not stupid. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So she decided to uh, tell one Chinese state organization called Agrochemical Company Syngenta, Syngenta, um, you got to give the land back and uh, we want your rear ends out of the state, which I think is great. And here she is talking about it. I was proud to sign Act 636 sponsored by Senator Johnson and Representative Vaught banning foreign parties from nine enemy countries from owning agricultural land in Arkansas. Yay! And today, we are acting on that law. I'm announcing that Syngenta, a Chinese state... See, there's a Washington, D.C. You'd have the Democrats and Republicans fighting over it, and then they'd come up with some sort of a continuing this or that, and then they'd argue about who needs it, who's going to get the... You know, honestly, Sarah Huckabee Sanders says, nah, you're done. ...owned agrochemical company must give up its land holdings in Arkansas. Syngenta owns 160 acres in northeast Arkansas, which it uses primarily for seed research. Why is that? The company that owns Syngenta, Kim China, is also on the Department of Defense's list of Chinese military companies posing a clear threat to our state. Yeah, you know why they're doing that? 
because they want to come up with effective uh, uh, pesticides and uh, and genetic modifications that could destroy America's crops and starve us to death. That's the reason, by the way. Seeds are technology. Yeah. Chinese state-owned corporations filter that technology back to their homeland, stealing American research yeah, and telling our enemies how to target American farms. Yeah. That is a clear threat to our national security and to our great farmers. Isn't it nice to have an adult in charge? She's an adult. She's an adult. She's not a child like AOC. She's not an idiot. Uh, this is a woman who went in. She recognizes the threat like so many have, and is doing something about it. Christy Nome doing the same thing in South Dakota, making South Dakota, and otherwise, you know, in the wintertime, pretty hard place to live, making the state pretty amazing. Ron DeSantis is doing a great job as uh, governor of Florida, by the way. Greg Abbott is doing a eh, job in, uh, in Texas. <laughs> but isn't it nice to see adults in charge who give a crap about us? And aren't going to go, oh, that might be xenophobic. Oh, my God, you might be a, a sinophobe. Oh, my God, oh, my God. No, I listen to the people. Unlike Washington, D.C., where they're dithering about a House speaker, while America's screaming, Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan, they're going, oh, no, maybe we'll just do this. Maybe we'll just put in, you know, whoever, and he'll just be there till the end of the year and all of that. As Israel burns, as the Mideast catches fire, as we are being dragged in, not only there, but also a war in Ukraine, we've got idiots in Washington, D.C., dithering about who's going to be mad if somebody gets to be House Speaker. I got to tell you, I'm just so done. Done with, I, I'm done with the GOP. I'm done with the old guard GOP. Done with it, done with it, done with it. What have they delivered you in 50 years? What has the GOP delivered you in 50 years? What has the Democrat Party delivered in you in 50 years? Have they fixed Social Security? Have they fixed the infrastructure? Have they fixed higher education? Have they fixed the health care system? Or have they done nothing but spend ungodly amounts of money to do nothing? And put us $33 trillion in debt. Well, the correct answer is B, in case you hadn't figured that out. Future, uh, hopefully, premier for um, Canada is uh, party leader, conservative party leader, Pierre Polivier. He delivered a master class on how to turn the tables on a, the dis dishonest media while eating an apple. So he's uh, being an interview with a Times Chronicle editor, Don Urquhart. And uh, Urquhart goes to this guy, to Polivier, and says, uh, Polivier, I should say, and says, uh, well, you know, some people have said, and maybe this and that, and Polivier literally kept eating his apple because he knew how easy it was to pick this moron off, all right? And this is, by the way, Carrie Lake is really good at this. Donald Trump is really good at this. Donald Trump is a master, master class at this. But this guy, this is perfect. And, and this is how I deal with people who ask questions, uh, you know, like this. And when I've had interviews uh, like this where people, you know, ask me stupid questions like this, and I just go, really, what do you mean? And, and you know what happens when, when that happens, when you start asking questions back at leftists who are trying to corner you? Ask them questions. They will have no response. They never do because their arguments are as deep as a bumper sticker. That's it. Coexist with bumper sticker. You know that coexist bumper sticker? And it has the, you know, the, the Islamic symbol on there. Now, I came up with a bumper sticker that says, you can't coexist, spelled in religious symbols, with people who want to kill you. 
I came up with that years ago. I'm selling it on my swag line. But, you know, uh, there are a lot of people who are continuing to be ignorant uh, to the point of being dangerous to uh, our country, its future, the future of other countries like Israel. But Polivare was going to have nothing to do with it. I'm going to play a bunch. I might just play the whole damn thing. It's so good. Listen to him. He keeps eating his apple while this guy tries to wrangle him, tries to get him stuck, and he realizes that, okay, I'm not a cat owner, but this is what a cat does to a cat toy, or maybe like a bird, okay, that they've captured, just kind of playing with it, because you can put it away, you can just end it right now, but just decides to play with it. Listen to this. Um, on the on the topic, I mean, in terms of your sort of strategy, eating the currently apple. you're obviously yeah. taking the populist uh, pathway. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, ap- appealing appealing to people's... Uh, yeah, what is populist, by the way? I just want to answer that question. It's populist. Donald Trump is populist. Tell me what it means. Does it mean that he does what the people want? Yeah. Uh, more emotional levels, I would guess. Um, I mean, what certainly, you mean certainly, you, certainly, you tap, certainly you tap uh, very strong ideological language quite frequently. Like what? Uh, left wing, you know, this and that, right wing, you know, I mean, it's that, that type I of ideological stuff. I never really talk about left but or right. Anyways, a lot I don't of people, really believe in that. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people would, would say that you're simply taking a page out of the Donald Trump uh, Listen, book. Like which people would say that? Well, I'm sure... A, I'm going to take a bite of my apple now. Great many Canadians. But <laughs> like who? <laughs> I don't know who, but... Well, you're the um, one who asked the question, so yeah. oh, you must know somebody. You must know <laughs> <Okay>. somebody. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's some out there, but anyways, the, the point of this, the point of this, you, you, you just cited people. Then when he asked you which people, you didn't know. This is what this is what uh, what uh, liberals do, what journalists do. Well, you know, a lot of people think. Really? Which ones? Tell me, because I'd like to talk to them directly. Well, you know, it's going around that a lot of people think this and that, and and public policy, and no, you ask them a question back, they have no idea. They, you, you just normally swallow the question and respond and say, oh, well, if suddenly, if sudden pe- if people really do think that, I've got to change my position. This guy's like, no, show me who feels that way. The question is, I mean, why should, why should Canadians trust you with their vote, given... You know, what? What? Not, not just the sort of ideological inclination in terms like, of like taking the page of Donald Trump's book, but also... What are you also, talking about? What page? What page? Can you give okay. me a page? Give me the page. You keep <laughs> in, saying in terms, in terms of ter- turning things quite dramatically in terms of, of Trudeau and, and the left wing and all of this. Well, I, I think it is pretty uh, uh, severe for Trudeau to have peaceful protesters driving trucks go to Ottawa and shut down their bank accounts and uh, track them like the FBI did January the 6th protesters. Uh, I'd say that's pretty ideological. And to call your enemies, uh, things like Joe Biden did, uh, Joe, uh, you know, uh, Trump supporters are enemies of democracy and they are uh, MAGA fascists. Yeah, that's that's uh, pales by comparison to what you're making up. I mean, you, you you make quite a you know it's it's quite a play that you make on it. So I'm I'm not sure. I don't under, I don't know what your question okay. is. Okay, then forget that. Why should Canadians yep. trust you with their vote? <laughs> Common sense. Oh. Common sense for for a change we're gonna- now what have i been saying i've been saying that we need to return to common sense from nonsense and this is guys this is key to play that you make on it so i'm, I'm not sure i don't under, i don't know what your question okay. is then forget that why should canadians trust you with their vote Common sense. Yeah. Okay. Common sense for, for a change. Yes. We're going to make common sense common 
in this country. We don't have any common sense in the current government. You know, the guy prints $600 billion, grows our money supply by 32%. Well, where has that happened? In three years. That's growing the money eight times faster than the economy. No wonder we have the worst inflation in four decades. I'm going to cap spending, cut waste, so that we can balance the budget and bring down inflation and interest rates. You'll want to be able to pay your mortgage again. You want to be able to afford rent. Then you have to vote for Pierre Polyev because I'm the only one with a common sense plan that will bring back the buying power of your paycheck. Oh, no, he's a racist. <laughs> yeah, Polyev, sorry. I, I do speak French, but it, it, it looks like Polyvier. Je peux parler français. Okay, Polly F. Anyway, uh, hero. And look what happened in Canada. Same thing that happened here. Uh, overspending, government spending, causes inflation to rise. F- highest inflation in 40 years. He's going to return common sense to the government. He's going to cut spending. He's going to cut regulation. Yeah, that's what Donald Trump promised. And if Donald Trump were still in office, we'd be fine. And if Donald Trump was still in office, we wouldn't be at war in Ukraine. And if Donald Trump were still in office, and yeah, whatever, call it an ad for Donald Trump. I'm just speaking uh, honestly here. The only person who's shown they can deliver is somebody who's already delivered. That's it. And then when you hear what Nikki Haley said yesterday, you go, really? Really, Nikki? Because Nikki basically inferred yesterday, as a presidential candidate, that we should perhaps, I don't know, consider bringing uh, 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 Palestinians into our country. Because here she is. She's an old-school Republican. She's an old-school George Bush rhino Republican. And uh, she tried that yesterday. And it backfired on her majorly. And I'll share that coming up. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Bon Scott, ACDC. Brian Johnson, very good, don't get me wrong. He filled in very nicely for 35, 40 years, but uh, Bon Scott was the dude. Was the dude. So Ron DeSantis uh, said something very uh, leadershipy with regard to the possibility of uh, inviting Palestinian refugees into our country. Now, these are the same uh, people who, uh, many of them, danced and celebrated on 9-11. And some of those kids who got candy during those parades on 9-11 were probably uh, some of the Palestinian Hamas members who went in and murdered lots of Jews a couple weeks ago. And then we realized after our uh, incredible tolerance following 9-11, 22 years later, that uh, our cities and our universities are loaded with anti-Semites. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So Ron DeSantis says, you know, honestly, we're not America's dumb. America's not the dumping ground for the world's, uh, you know, whatever. Sorry, you caused the problem. America's not the solution. So here's what Ron DeSantis said, followed by Nikki Haley doing a very rhino-esque, almost George Bush response to the possibilities of bringing Palestinians into the United States, which would be incredibly stupid. If you look at how they behave, not all of them are Hamas. But they are all anti-Semitic. Yeah. None of them believe in Israel's right to exist. That's true. What was your response when you heard what Governor DeSantis said? You know, I dealt with this every day for two years. And, you know, what I can tell you is you have to realize that whether we're talking about Gazans and Palestinians, um, you know, all of them don't... 
you've got half of them at the time that I was there didn't want to be under Hamas's rule. They didn't want to have terrorists overseeing them. They knew that they were living a terrible life because of Hamas. You had the other. Well, then what you got to do is you got to you got to move. Half that supported Hamas and wanted to be a part of that. We see that with Iran. Too. Oh, I think it's much more than a and than a half. And I would say most of them really hate the Jews. The Iranian people don't want to be under that Iranian regime. They don't. We saw what happened to Masa Amini. We saw how they treat them. There are so many of these people who want to be free from this terrorist rule. They want to be free from all of that. And America's always been sympathetic to the fact that you can separate civilians from terrorists. And that's what we have to do. Now you're going to have to stay there and fight your battle. That's what you're going to have to do. We can't do it. We did it here. We've done it here. You're going to have to settle on your own. You can't come here. That's just the way it is. I'm just saying that's, that's just the way it is. Uh, oh yeah, the uh, wife of a New York, a New a North Carolina congressman, Don Bacon, says she, she's received anonymous text messages warning her husband to back Jim Jordan as speaker, or he will not hold any office again. It's anonymous from nobody, and she's saying it secondhand. But you should believe her. Um, I'm going to tell you one thing about Kevin McCarthy, or not Kevin McCarthy, but about Jim Jordan is um, MSNBC, ABC, CBS. Every liberal academic, every uh, worth you know that are out there, every liberal commentator who is wrong on everything is saying Nancy Pelosi is saying AOC and go on and on is saying that that uh, Jim Jordan is the wrong person. He is a dangerous person to have in office. We cannot have Jim Jordan. He is extreme and all of that stuff. To which I say, well, then he's the choice. And if that didn't, that should have convinced you alone. Not only his track record of all the things he's done with the District Committee and exposing and being a warrior for truth. He has been. Just look at the thousands of hours of video, uh, audio that I played on this show. He's a warrior. Right now, I think he's the best candidate. And as far as uh, putting... the uh, the uh, pro tem or what is his name uh, Patrick McHenry in there till the uh, till the end of the year uh, screw that call your congressman today or congresswoman or whatever they are uh, and raise some help because they're not listening to you that's it and that's that uh, they're not listening to you the phones are melting in D.C. and they're still pulling the B.S. that they did yesterday second vote for Jordan goes down he has to be the guy I think let's take a break and come back this my friends is the Rob Carson show. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. If you get a chance to share the podcast, please go to Newsmax.com slash listen. Pray for Israel. Pray for sanity. Keep your chin up. Good will win. We've got a lot of tribulations in the meantime. And also in the meantime, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you tomorrow, guys.